FCS football podcast with Joe DeLeon. Well, let's get fat. And Sean Anderson. I am a soothsayer. Welcome back, folks, here on the FCS Football Podcast. I am Joe DeLeon, joined by my former roommate, former teammate, Mr. Sean Anderson. We are coming at you with a lot to talk about after the first full week of FCS Football Action. Before we get to that, though, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you can stay up to date on all of our episodes as we're going to be two, doing two a week throughout the entirety of the season. So, Sean, I, I, I'm referencing here that we've got a lot to talk about, and this is going to be very heavily focused on these upsets. But how are you doing after this uh, this very exciting Labor Day weekend? Man, 41 seconds in, and now I finally get to speak. That's uh, that's almost a new record. Oh, shut up. <laughs> are you saying that was quicker than usual? I think it actually might have been quicker than usual. Sometimes, sometimes I've seen it go down to about 2.30, and I'm like, what? How when is I, he when still I do the yapping? Dra- when I do the draft prospects show, and I and I do the read to open, it's usually like four to five minutes in until I like actually let somebody else talk. So, you're, you're hey, lucky. I'm here with uh, Ryan and Alex, but you'll hear from them in a minute after the break. Is basically what you're hitting them with, and they're just sitting there. I know what they're doing. They're just sitting there, like, is he done yet? Is he done yet? Is he ready? Yeah. Okay, now he's ready. Oh wait, no, he's not. He faked us out. I've gotten faked out by you a good amount of times also during our broadcasting yeah, yeah, partnership. I, I tend to forget that I'm supposed to say certain things. I also sometimes don't like plan ahead of what I'm going to say, and then oh. I just start talking. That's always good. <laughs> I prefer that than, than the multiple take Joe DeLeon that used to occur. But that was, was still at an amateur level at that point. Oh, we still do that, though. It's usually because one of us is laughing. But, okay, let's, can we Labor talk Day about was, football? I, I worked all Labor Day. I, I have no thoughts uh, on Labor Day. Everybody else that had sucks. work off. I'm going to sell out and stop being in radio and just get a federal government job. And then that's what I'm going to do. Work in a, a federal building of sorts. Uh, yeah, maybe Amazon. I don't know where. I'll work, you know. Amazon. Somewhere. I got the, holidays The hours off. are worse if you worked at Amazon. They're just going to stick you in the warehouse and have you move all the big boxes because you're the biggest human being there. Well, I don't mind that. You see, I'm not but, afraid of hard work. Yeah, but they're gonna the, the amount of time that you're gonna put in is gonna be equivalent to the time that you put in now, and you're gonna get paid probably just a little bit better, <laughs> which is depressing. <laughs> it's not depressing though, Sean, that we had multiple FCS FBS upsets this weekend. Oh, we got a lot to talk about. Oh, we got a lot to talk about. But first, look at me. I'm taking the stick on this one. I'm doing the transition. I'm going to talk about Bet Online. Joe has been killing me with the transitions. <laughs> what was the one last week speaking of? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> speaking of. <laughs> oh, so my goodness. Stupid. Well, everybody, as you know, if you're listening to this show, you're pretty enthralled in football season. But if you're not and you were uh, just looking around thinking, okay, maybe I'll give this football thing a chance. <laughs> It's that time of year again, and all the eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro, college, uh, and football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including, ready, Joe? 
online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest. It's open now at BetOnline. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 100%, not 50, not 60, not 99, 100% welcome bonus. Take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25, not $21, not 24 but up to $25. For new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. BetOnline, your online sports book experts. Thank you for that, Sean. Thanks for filling in our listeners on where they can do their uh, degenerate actions of betting on some football. I don't think Fun they have FCS actions, lines. Not Fun degenerate actions. actions. I mean, I think at least if we're going to talk about it being degenerate actions, don't do it. I don't know. 15 seconds after the ad read, (laughs) (laughs) we were just talking to the new uh, believe interns and and Alex had mentioned that uh, some of the hosts do a poor job of doing the reads because they they say that they've never used the product and they they don't they'll say that and then they'll do the read. And I I almost threw in there. What about the hosts that uh, bash? Uh, the producers for not putting the correct read in there. <laughs> the only one who does that's me. <laughs> All right, Sean, we gotta we gotta get some some of these other quick tidbits out of the way before we get into talking about these upsets. So uh, you know, just give me you know give me a quick second here. Let me uh, let me fill up my water cup here at the water cooler because we got some some quick hitters, some headlines that we gotta hit on. Welcome to the water cooler. So. John, first, did you hear about what happened this uh, early in the week? This is one of the, the early games. I think it was on Thursday. Mercer blasted Point University. I don't know what level that is. I don't care. I don't care anything about Point University, nor do I know what they look like. Uh, but they destroyed them 69-0. Their kicker, uh, he missed the final extra point of the game. So instead of it being 70 to nothing, we get a final score of 69 to nothing. And the kicker, admittedly on Twitter, was proud of missing that kick. Normally, well... Hold on, let me put on my act. Wow, Joe, I didn't hear about that. <laughs> Bye, I am thirsty too. But that reminds me of a conversation we were having last week also. Uh, I believe well, we were back here, you know, it was Thursday. We had the after meeting with Jerry and doing that, you know. Uh, you were talking about Zeb Noland, right, Joe? Was this that who you brought Zeb up? Noland. Oh, yeah. you were. I believe you called him uh, awful, terrible, not good, uh, bl- uh, blue, everything, you know, bad with North Dakota State, not a good quarterback, just complete choke job, all that, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. No problem with that. Well, you know what he did? We don't do FCS news here, really, at the water cooler. He or played FBS Eastern news. Illinois. He played Eastern Illinois. Why? Oh. Threw for four touchdowns in the first half as a GA. Ag- against Eastern Illinois. He also barely completed 50% of his passes against Eastern Illinois. We all know that Eastern Illinois is a bad FCS program. Joseph. I want to see, see what he does against Alabama. Let's see what he does against Alabama. Hey, Joseph. What? We're jinxed is all I'm going to say. This water cooler <laughs> that we stand at every day is jinxed. Mm. We okay. just have to accept that. Okay. Okay. Oh, look at you. Get another, another little drink, huh? I, I like how you threw in Zeb Nolan without telling me. Uh, so, also, did you happen to, <laughs> folks, did you happen to hear about Kennesaw State? This one, I, I'm worried for my our Kennesaw State li- listeners. Uh, Nick Masseroni, uh, who texts us often about the show. Uh, uh, Nick Masseroni and also uh, Sean Blythe. Barely I haven't heard from Reinhardt. Sean in year, uh, probably a year. Uh, 
He follows me on Instagram. It's nice. First time I heard um, from Nick in uh, six months. Yeah, I think about the same. About the same for me. But they barely so beat Reinhardt, which ag- again, is he, is he really? I think he's doing catering stuff can we, now. Can we, can we stay on topic? Speaking of catering, Kennesaw State <laughs> can't cater to, to, to beat. <laughs> I'd like for him to be playing his trumpet while serving the food. I'm sure that Or making does. the food. It should be a band <laughs> catering experience. Nick, get at me. I got some ideas. <laughs> can you one hand a trumpet like that? Regardless, Kennesaw State, the Owls, a team that has had some previous stellar success, really struggles in their season opener with a below FCS team that they played. Or a fish or chicken or beef. So you expect them to sing and also play the trumpet and then also serve food. What What's the next thing that, that our listeners need to be aware of? I, I hate you. I don't know what's worse, the obnoxious piece of production that is going to be playing underneath this or, or uh, whatever the hell this is you're doing. I'm just chilling at the water cooler, bro. <laughs> we oh, get so fired still- if this is the conversation we were having at a water cooler. Kennesaw still won. Yeah, they still won, but they only won by 10 against a really bad sub-FCS team. Well, Joe, I'd like to talk about a loser, but a loser that put up as good a fight as we're going to see. South Dakota, they fought in a close game, Joe. Uh, they lost 17-14 to 14 to Kansas. And uh, you know what? I don't know how we feel about Kansas in general. They suck. Yeah. Ugh. Good for South Dakota. They kept it close. They almost made it to one of the uh, FCS up- upsets that we would have had. We would have got them a little ring the bell for that, but unfortunately not. But it was close. It was a good fight. Yeah, I watched this game. It was exciting. Uh, I also did a radio spot this morning for oh. Sioux Falls in South Dakota, and they were asking me about the game and. It was just a fun game to watch. Uh, it came down to like a couple plays that led to the outcome, but Kansas did not deserve that fo- win that, to win that football game. And of course, their fans were uh, livid after, or not livid, but way too excited after that game. Like yeah, I can't imagine what their Big Twelve uh, schedule is going to be like if that's how they play against South Dakota, who is an up and coming team. As I will, I will say it that much. Uh, we've got a good chunk of teams here that are in, in, insanely disappointing. So we're going to be talking about some highs of the FCS, and I think that this next chunk here is the lows, Sean. Wagner, easily one of the biggest losers of the week, got absolutely clapped by Buffalo. 69-7. to Like, not even trying to put up a fight. And, and they got some dudes on that team. You know, this isn't like a uh, some incompetent squad, but uh, they are the complete opposite of these FBS, FCS upsets where they looked horrendously terrible. And I'm not looking forward to watching them play their NEC schedule. Well, also West Florida uh, beat uh, McNeese 20, uh, 42 to 36. Uh, Valparaiso lost to Indiana, uh, Wesleyan In- Southern, yeah. uh, you know, Connecticut beat uh, Central Connecticut State. Uh, you have some words about that, I believe. Well, so those other two games, you know, the, they lost. It's, it's, embarrassing to see an fcs team lose to a sub uh fcs team but i I, the thing that irked me and i sent you the tweet so west florida beats mcneese which disappointing um cody orgeron the starting quarterback isaiah chambers you know they they've got some talented guys on the team so i'm surprised if they lost but the one of the west florida coaches went out of his way on twitter to be like this wasn't an upset yes it was you're not an FCS team. If you want to compete at the FCS level, you're more than welcome to, but that was an upset. Don't act like it wasn't. That's right. Reach out to me or Joe. We decide who plays in the FCS. 
<laughs> we'll take your entrance fee and everything. <laughs> it's a freaking Vince McMahon statement. <laughs> uh, last thing here. This one was really entertaining to watch. Uh, I had to do what I could to, to keep this game on in the, the TV in my apartment. Uh, I had to keep switching back and forth. But Northern Iowa almost knocked off seventh-ranked Iowa State, a 16-10 game that they played in. That was a really good football game because Iowa State is supposed to be good. They're supposed to be this top-ranked team, and some people said they should have made the playoff last year. And, man, you and I really gave them a fight. They're one of those teams, uh, I think, this week that I'm going to be super excited to, to see how they do the rest of the season. Uh, Matt Campbell and his – that's the Iowa State coach, right, the Cyclones? Yeah, it's, it's Matt yeah, Campbell. Yeah. Campbell, he was um, he, he he tipped his cap to Northern Iowa in the post game. I remember uh, listening to that. Yeah, and I Which think it's should. one of those right, right. It's one of those games where everyone just assumes FCS team top ranked opponent they're going to blow them out. But anyone who knows Northern Iowa and the talent that they have mm-hmm. knows it's going to be a dogfight. So, Sean, we've referenced already multiple times the six FBS FCS upsets that we had in Week One. And to recap, if you happen to miss them, we, we kicked the weekend off with UC Davis, 19, Tulsa 17. Eastern Washington then beat UNLV in multiple overtimes. I thought you had an actual bell. I don't. <laughs> 35 to 33. Instead, he's got a big old bottle of liquor. <laughs> South Dakota State, 42. Colorado State, 23. Uh, then we also had, this was the big one. Montana, 13. Over 20th ranked Washington, seven. And then these ones are just laughably terrible. Holy Cross, 38. UConn, 28. And then ETSU beating Vanderbilt. So we, we could take the time to go through all six of these. But I just want to take, talk general takeaways. And the first one being like South Dakota State. Man, how great does that look to see them not only beat a team, but demolish them? Like I can't even think the last time we saw something like this. That's a big deal for me, and uh, I will try to get a real bell in the future. Uh, but uh, as of right now, that's what I'm working with. Dude, it was every – I don't know. It felt like every time I got back on Twitter, an FCS team was either upsetting an FBS team or they were incredibly close to. So FCS Twitter, you guys balled out this week, keeping all, all the updates rolling, keeping everything going, and really just – Really impressive to start the year off like this. I know that it's early season stuff, you know, so stuff, you know, games can be a little odd. It can get a little wacky, uh, but <laughs> it doesn't really, doesn't really, you know, everyone had about a year and a half to practice and prepare. Everybody had camp, so, you know, if the shoe fits, you know, get your ass whipped by the FCS. Honestly, Sean, I've got a theory here. Okay. And I, I think a lot of people have, have said that because of the transfer portal, they've just assumed that the FCS was going to suffer. Because if anybody does well enough, they're going to transfer up and they're going to go play at these bigger schools. But I think the counter argument for that is that for every one guy who does that, there's going to be a talented player at a Power 5 or a Group of 5 program that gets stuck in the depth chart tries to transfer, and because there's too many people in the transfer portal at their specific position, they have to take a, a you know an FCS offer because they expected to get a, another good offer to play back in the SEC or the Pac-12 or stay at Ohio State, and they end up at the JMUs and the South Dakota States and the, and the North Dakota States, like stuff like that. I think that we're going to start to see a lot more of that 
And this was pretty evident that the good programs that know how to recruit the transfer portal are going to come out smacking these teams that are going to be basically undervaluing their upcoming opponent. I mean, this is not, these are legit teams. I think any win is a legit win, but you know, it, it's not like they're just beating up on the Mac. I mean, UConn's UConn, but you know what I'm saying, UConn's Joe? UConn's not a football team. The, uh, the Washington, big deal. Uh, uh, UC Davis beating Tulsa, big deal. Uh, Eastern Washington win, huge deal. All of the ETSU beating Vandy, big deal. It's it's all just a, 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 a perfect way to usher in the 2021 fall football season for the FCS. It's just, hey, you guys have been waiting for it. We uh, they're opt outs, this and that. Let's just bring you in nice. Let's just let's just show, put everybody on display, saying, hey. You know, it's not like, but it's not like other uh, ranked FBS teams in the top twenty-five weren't losing. Also, but this was, you know, let's take it up a little notch. Let's go. Hey, you guys paid us to play here six times. I'd say right now, off the top of my head, <laughs> that's probably two million dollars worth of revenue generated in wins for the FCS alone. Maybe three, but it's sitting around there, and you're like, wow, these guys just got paid to start their season off in the best possible way. And these are, it's just, it's fantastic. There's no other word to describe it. It's a great feeling. It's a great, great feeling. And this upcoming week, we actually have even more FBS, FCS matchups than we did this previous week. And it kind of made our our preview episode a little bit lighter in terms of games that we're talking about, just because there's really not as many big FCS, FCS matchups because of the amount of FBS, FCS matchups. So, Maybe we get more than six this upcoming week. I mean, that's a, a strong possibility for uh, for the FCS. But, Sean, I want to ask you this. So the, the two wins that stand out the most to me, because UNLV, mediocre football program. Eastern Washington beating them is fantastic. Uh, UC Davis beating Tulsa. Tulsa lost a lot of players. They lost their defensive coordinator. They lost both of their starting corners to Missouri. And Zayvon Collins is now an NFL player. He was a first-round pick. They're not that good. UC Davis, props to them for winning. Uh, Vanderbilt, we know, just a bad football program. Props to ETSU for not allowing them to just get beat up on. And uh, UConn's a separate conversation. But the the two for me that I think are the most telling on, on the most dominant teams in college football for FCS is the South Dakota State blowout of Colorado State and the win over a ranked Washington team for Montana. So if you had to, to gauge, which of these wins do you think is more impressive? It would be the Montana win, not just because Washington was ranked. Uh, it's because you could tell Montana wanted it more. Montana wanted to be out there. They were not taking Washington lightly. Washington obviously took Montana lightly. And then they started getting punched in the mouth. And then they realized, oh, my God, we got to kick it into gear. But it was too late. They, 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 just, they, they kicked it in gear. And they really started trying to play hard. But it's too, too but you can't get off the mat when... Montana is just standing over you because they're foaming at the mouth the entire game saying, yeah, we came in here hungry. You guys thought it was going to be a cakewalk and now it's up and now you lost and now you're out of the top 25 and you probably won't be back in for the rest of the year. Maybe not even for two years. That's exactly how I saw it coming because Montana wanted it more. They just straight up wanted to win that game more. They wanted to be there more. It's just, you could tell. You can tell who wants to be on the field. You could tell what teams want to win. I've, obviously, everybody wants to win. Everyone wants to do this and that. But when you really have that desire, that's what's really evident on the film. 
Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I think that that is so impressive to travel to an away game, a 20th ranked team, and completely shock them. But the one thing I think we figured out from this, just from the general college football landscape, I think it pretty much exposed that Washington was not as good as I think people were expecting them to be this year. The Pac-12 is weak in general, but this is you know not. I think it's more telling of how bad Washington is, but also very very huge that Montana, like you're saying, wanted it more. But if I had to pick which 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 one's more impressive, I still lean slightly. It's not like a heavy lean. I still lean in favor of South Dakota State because it takes a lot to blow out an opponent by 20 points. Like that means you are completely dominating them. And then to on top of that hang 40 on an opponent. That means you completely bullied them. And from the parts of the game that I watched of this, I was flipping between games on Friday. I was watching the South Dakota game and this game. I saw them have a true command on defense and then a true command running the ball with Isaiah Davis and Pierre Strong Jr. So for me, like the way that they came out against an FBS team that is supposed to be a good Mountain West program to play the way that they did, I think proves to me that South Dakota State deserves to be the number one team in the country. It'll be interesting to see how to see how it all shakes up, uh, but all these teams are definitely going to receive votes at the very least. I mean, maybe not uh, Holy Cross, but there's going to be some votes, and I'd say a lot of them are going to be ranked because that's just a, that's something that FCS voters don't take lightly. I, th- I think the, the poll is already out. Oh, is it really? I still don't know why we haven't had an invite to, to vote on that, but that's a separate issue. Who do we have to talk to? I don't, Craig, maybe? <laughs> Ask him. Okay. You communicate with more, with, with more with Craig Haley than I do. <laughs> or is it, is, do we think it's the FCS Fan Nation guys? Do they, I bet do, Craig, do could get us talk we, Craig could get us where we need to be. Okay, okay. If anyone has an in on getting us on voting on the... Uh, the top twenty, top twenty, uh, top twenty-five poll. Uh, get me one. Sean doesn't need one. Well, uh, yeah, I don't need a top twenty-five poll. I'd like a top twenty-five <laughs> FCS poll. <laughs> Screw you! <laughs> it's like you're spitting watermelon seed. <laughs> Pretty much, <laughs> folks. If you didn't have it to know, we're we're partnering with Play Action Pools, which oh, is uh, a fa- <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> Uh, event that we're going to be doing every single week. You'll be able to get in on the action with our playactionpools.com football pick'em challenge, which is open to everyone. Here's how it works. Sign up for our contest, Believe Football Pick'em at playactionpools.com and then get your picks in each week. We're going to select the 10 highest profile games of the week between the NFL and college football. Whoever gets the most picks correct each week will win a pair of electric sunglasses and a pair of DC shoes. Again, and go to playactionpools.com and sign up for the contest. Believe, B L E A V football pick 'em. And if you can plan, or sorry, if you plan on hosting your own football contests, go to playactionpools.com today. We've got a survivor pick 'em as well as a cool sportsbook style concept called Build Your Bankroll. Playactionpools.com, your new home for all of your office sports pools. So, Sean, our favorite segment, as we know, on this show is Fat Stats. And I think, I don't think we're ever going to get a better stat line than we have for the for the offensive and defensive guy. It works perfectly. We've got one on, on each side. There were some really big stat lines this weekend. And 
they don't even come close to the two that we're about to bring up. So which one do you want to go? You, you, you pick the first one. I mean, these are both, they're Madden stat lines. I've never even done either in Madden. They're not gonna. Well, you're not good. You're not good at Madden. Um, they're oh, not gonna. We. These are the best fat stats we're gonna have all year. I'm letting everybody know now. The segment probably will not be topped by this. It just won't because how could it? Uh, I'll start with this. Forden line Fordham linebacker Ryan Greenhagen. Fordham. Somebody. Who, one more time. Fordham. Did I, what did I say? Forden. Fordham or whatever. Just keep going. <laughs> You corrected yourself. Just keep going. <laughs> oh, I can't correct you, but you can correct me. Fordham linebacker Ryan Greenhagen, who we have talked about in our linebacker and defense preview shows for the season, is a possible standout candidate at the linebacker position. Fordham played Nebraska this past week. You think normally good linebackers average what, Joe? 15 tackles a game? Yeah, if you have a big game. 15 tackles. Well, let's double that. 31 <laughs> total tackles versus Nebraska. A scoring error marked them for 30. They're getting that resolved. 31 total tackles. I believe he had 13 solos. And he was, you just cannot make this up that someone had 31 total tackles in a game. That is Wilt Chamberlain, 100. That is Dennis Rodman, 40 rebounds in a game. That's what we're sitting at right here in, in stat lines. That's the kid uh, playing D3 that had 129 points, shooting threes all night uh, it, it, in Connecticut. Ryan Greenhagen, the fattest defensive stat we've ever had. We've, ta- we've mingled with 20-plus tackle games, haven't we? Yeah. We've had five sack games. Yeah, be fat stats. Certainly. 31 total tackles. There are players who will play an entire season and not get 31 tackles. It's just it, it's 31. Stupid. It's stupid. I'm trying to find the most in a game. I believe he might have set the record. He tied it. Oh no, wait, wait, wait. If if you count the 31 the FBS record is Rick Rosano, Virginia Tech versus University of Kentucky. The FCS record is 30, Chattanooga versus Citadel in 2001, Josh Kane. So that is a record from based on Wikipedia. Now, I know some, some crazy fan's going to come flying in here with some stat that it's not available on the internet somewhere but and somehow correct this. But th- I, I don't think people realize what you need to do in a football game to get 30 tackles. that You have to be all over the field. I can't even imagine what his body feels like this morning. I, that has to be the amount of hits and the amount of contact that he took in that game to register 30 tackles. You have to be all over the place. If you're not, um, if you haven't played college football or sat in a film session or you don't have, pardon me, all 22 tape, <laughs> um, then you wouldn't. You might not be able to guess how many offensive plays are played each each game. Well, normally it normally ranges between sixty and eighty, depending on how long the game goes, how long drives go. That's like half of the offensive uh, Nebraska's plays are going in Greenhagen's on the ball. Yeah, and they lost. They lost fifty-two to seven. Sure. But that's the fattest defensive stat we've ever had on the show. I don't. I don't think we'll ever. Ever. What do we do? 
see something else again. What I don't do we know. do from here? Uh, we get Ryan Greenhagen to do 32 next week. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's our only hope. <laughs> now, this is another one that I don't think we're ever going to come close to uh, this season. Presbyterian's quarterback, Ren Hefley, has uh, easily the stupidest stat line. that uh, They played against some slappy small school team. And seems like Presbyterian has uh, a lot of those on the schedule this year. They played St. Andrews. St. Andrews. They've got another one of those schools coming up this upcoming weekend. So Hefley goes 38 for 50. That's a lot of passes. That, that alone's a fat stat. 538 yards. Also a fat stat. Now here comes the fun part. 10 touchdowns. They scored 84 points in this game. I That one requires just either perfection on offense or just sheer stupidity by the opposing defense. Dude, their backup quarterback had two touchdowns passing. I didn't know that. <laughs> there were 12 they, total passing touchdowns for Presbyterian in this game. I have a better question. Why were they still throwing it? I don't know. That's so disrespectful. Dude. What? It's so disrespectful. There's a reason why we don't see 10 touchdowns in a game. It's because usually when the blowout occurs and you're up to like seven, starter gets yanked. Like Presbyterian head coach. They must not have liked St. Andrews. (laughs) St. Andrews must have been doing something to him. I don't know what could get you to draw the wrath of having a guy throw for 10 touchdowns. What could you do, that's, Joe? That's pretty nuts. What would you? What would? You, where do we go from here? I don't know. It kind of it's kind of screwing the. Uh, it's kind of screwing things up for. You know, like what to expect the rest of the season. Like I don't know. How, I I don't want to look at next week's stat line. I don't know if we can pick another fat stat unless somebody of, throws for eleven. A ton of guys had great games this past week. Tons of great offense and defense. Didn't even need to look. Yeah, like Akil Glass, I think, threw for six or seven. Now, for those who are are curious about Heffley, he was actually a quarterback at Michigan before he transferred to Presbyterian. So, good for Heffley. We're happy for him. Welcome to the FCS. More than a field day. Clinic. Yeah. (laughs) Sean, you got anything for us before I wrap us up? No! Okay. All I right. couldn't ahead, possibly we'll... <laughs> think of something. I literally I can't I, I there's nothing. Let's do the right. let's do the the preview show on Thursday. Okay. Alright. Have a good one folks. Thanks for tuning in. Follow us at Joe DeLeon, at Sanderson Radio, at Believe Podcast. Subscribe, five star review. You know the drill. I'll talk to you later. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.